The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday. Class is in session with Professor Greg Cosell, NFL Films University. We will get to him momentarily because he is live in Indianapolis at the Combine, so we don't want to make him wait. Thursdays are now also Winners Thursdays, so we'll get to the winners a little bit later in the show. The Spread the Word winner, the Sponsor Confirmation email winner, the YouTube shout-out winner. I've got so many awesome press passes still, and I thank those of you, by the way, that have been tweeting me at Ross Tucker NFL that you've received them. I love that you receive them, and I love that you guys love them as much as I wanted you to love them. We'll get all into the NFL news, hopefully get to an email question or two. But first, it is the civilian GOAT. It's Greg Cosell. The Big Show. All right, Greg. Last week, we did quarterbacks. And by the way, I might circle back on quarterbacks a month from now if there's a few others that you end up watching, you know, that – you think are worthy, but we like to do the top guys for each position. We did, I think, the top six quarterbacks last week. Highly encourage people to listen to that show or go back and watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. People are loving watching this show on YouTube, but I want to get to the wide receivers, and I want to start with just the group, Greg, as a whole, It feels like both going into the draft and based on rookie production that we've had two really good receiving groups in a row. Yeah. And it sounds like maybe this is another one. Do you think that this is – what do you think of this group overall? Uh, I would say there's a lot of players that I I really like based on their tape that I think will transition really well. Um, There's probably a couple that – Based on my tape study, I'm not quite as high on as I've seen in some mock drafts by people you and I would both respect tremendously. So I think overall, it's a really solid class with a lot of different kinds of players. As you know, Ross, I'm not a big list guy because I think, uh, you know, and we'll get into these two players. But to me, it's very hard to, let's say, compare Traylon Burks at 6'3", 225 and Jahan Dotson at 5'11", 185. 
you know, I think that to compare those guys is very difficult because they're going to be seen totally differently by NFL teams and probably deployed totally differently by NFL teams, you know, to some extent. So, you know, that's why I think lists are very, very difficult. I try to think of it, as you know, in terms of NFL deployment and how how they'd be seen in the context of an offense. Really glad you said that because I just don't envision a team with the 23rd pick saying we want a receiver. Are we going to go with Burks or Dotson? They're such different players. Yeah. You'd have to imagine the team knows what they want. Do they want the big physical Burks kid or do they want the silky smooth small? I mean, they're, they're like, they're not, it's hard to believe almost at times, Greg, that they play the same position. Yeah. And that's why, you know, again, I know everybody likes lists and I'm sure I'm going to be asked over the next six weeks, whatever it is, you know, who are your top five, this, who are your top five, that. And that's very hard for me to do for the reasons we just discussed. Okay. So um, I guess I want to start with this because we did the same thing with quarterbacks and you said, Kenny Pickett. Is there a guy that really stood out to you, Greg? Is there a guy that you're taking notes and you're like, wow. You know, this guy is really, really impressive. The guy who I really like, and and I think in many ways he fits today's NFL, when you think of the Debo Samuels and the Cordero Pattersons, is I really like Traylon Burks from Arkansas. I watched his tape last summer from his 2020 season, and I watched his uh, tape, obviously, from this year. And um, I guess... I'm at the combine and maybe uh, I don't know if they've done the verified height weight yet for wide receivers. I don't have that information right in front of me as we speak, but he's probably six three two twenty five. I think he's a high level prospect. He's got the the premium size speed profile that can mismatch corners. He's got versatility to line up anywhere. You can line him up in the backfield. That's why I mentioned Debo Samuel and Cordero Patterson. You can line him up outside. You can line him up inside. Uh, I think he's got run after cat speed. Look, people just need to see his long touchdown against Alabama, where he ran away from the Alabama secondary at 6'3", 225. So I don't think anyone would say that he's a nuanced, detailed, refined route runner at this stage of his career. Much of that can certainly be taught, but his size and his speed uh, and his versatility, I think, really fits today's NFL. Yeah, he even said this week that he tries to pattern his game off of Debo Samuel. So um, that certainly makes sense. You said, and I don't want to miss these guys because I always like to, to get whatever the most interesting thing is from you. You said there's two guys that you feel differently about than other people seem to. Uh, I want to make sure we get to them. So yeah. who, who are those guys, Greg? I would say that it's Drake London and Chris Olave. And I've seen, again, people that that you and I both respect tremendously and do the work the right way. I've seen them have Drake London in the top 10. And my film study of London, both from last summer and this year, I don't see that. Um, He's obviously big and he's long. He's thin. He has a basketball background. So he's outstanding when it comes to to, uh, catch radius. He's outstanding at the catch point. He made a ton of contested catches at USC when he was the single receiver to the boundary. So I think a lot of people see him as a boundary X. Um, I think you can probably line him up there. But I I just 
I don't know if, if all these contested catches against college corners who are not likely to be NFL players, that always makes me pause just for a moment. Maybe I'll be wrong. Um, but the one thing that he definitely does not have he does not really have any twitch. He does not really have any suddenness. I think he's savvy, and I think he has a feel, but I just don't know other than the size and being really good at the catch point. And by the way, those are valuable traits, but I just don't know if that ultimately makes him a really high-level prospect. You know, I talked to someone that I really respect, and we almost said, God, he looks like a big tight end. Um I almost see him more as an inside receiver. The player he kind of reminded me of, and this guy was very, very good, but he wasn't a boundary X, was Marcus Colston. Well, here's the thing I always say, Greg. If they're making a ton of contested catches in college, why aren't they getting more open? Correct. Right? and as I said, he doesn't really have any twitch and suddenness. I think he has a feel. I think he's he's a pretty good route runner in terms of how to set up people. But when all said and done, I, I'd be concerned. And well, let me put it this way: I think it's a it's a question that needs to be asked and answered. And each team will might have a different answer. Is can he separate and win versus quality NFL man to man coverage? Um, and, but the flip side of that is because he is big and has very, very good hands, can he make a lot of catches where corners are right basically on his body? And I think that's an open question. So the Olave thing is really interesting because everybody said, Greg, he was a first-round pick last year. It's what they said. Yeah. Right? Late first-round pick last year. He comes back to school – and based on everything I'm reading and hearing, it doesn't seem like it helped him. I mean, if anything, it seems like he might go later or at best around where he went or supposedly would have gone a year ago. Well, and it's funny you say that because he's another player whose tape I watched last summer from the 2020 season. And, of course, I watched him this year from 2021. And the reason for that, Ross, is his physical traits did not change. He, he's a smooth, fluid, outside receiver who I think will be able to get vertical in the NFL. I wouldn't call him a burner, but I think he'll have vertical ability to some extent in the NFL. I know many people think that's an absolute given. I'm not certain of that, but he's very smooth. He's very fluid. The concern that I have is there is absolutely no physicality to his game whatsoever. And those receivers, to me, in the NFL are secondary, complementary receivers. They're not number ones. So, again, you know, I don't do mock drafts, um, but I I do not see him, based on film study of two years of tape, as a guy you would draft and say, he's the guy. He's going to be our number one guy. I think he's purely a complement. And then you have to decide what that means as far as where you draft him. But the lack of physicality and competitive toughness shows up on tape. Uh, and I think that that's something that you'd be concerned about. That that would be an issue. So I, I, want, I want you to compare him to a guy I watched every snap of his college career and I'm seeing guys I respect like Dane Brugler that have him listed as the sixth best receiver uh, right behind Chris Olave 
And I'm talking about Jahan Dotson from Penn State. And I, I guess the big knock, Greg, is he's 5'11", a buck 75. Yep. All I can tell you is he was incredible the last couple of years. They did huh. not get good quarterback play. And he gets open. He's smooth. He made some incredible catches. He's faster than I thought he was his, his first two years. He's definitely faster. I'm a little surprised that he's ranked behind all these other guys. I'm guessing it's a size thing, but I'm not a receiver guru, Greg. I don't study him like you do. What do you see from Dotson? Dotson was one of my favorite players to watch, um, and I didn't know that until I watched him, obviously. And again, another guy that I saw his tape from a year ago and this year, and I really like Jahan Dotson. He's the same exact size as Deontay Johnson from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that he's better than Deontay Johnson. He's got better hands, and I think he's a little more explosive vertically. Deontay Johnson is explosive. I think De- I think Jahan Dotson is a little more explosive vertically. He's fearless over the middle of the field. You can see he's mentally tough. He's competitive. That can't be taught. Um, I think he can be a multi-dimensional receiver in the league. I think you can line him up outside. The league's changed, Ross. The putting receivers in boxes now, I don't think works. You know, just like we had that conversation about right tackle and left tackle the last number of years. I think what we have now with receivers is just you can't look at his size, 5'11 and a quarter, 184, and say, oh, he's a slot receiver. He lined up outside a ton in college. He will line up outside in the NFL. Now, that doesn't mean he won't line up in the slot, but he could be a movement receiver as well, a motion receiver. I really like Jahan Dotson's tape, and I think he's going to be a very, very good NFL receiver. And by the way, I like him more, and and I guess you could argue they're different a little bit, but I like him more than Chris Olave. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a lot of both those guys. Uh, I'll take Dotson any day of the week. I I, I think he's more explosive. I know Olave's a little bit bigger. You know, and maybe this is a credit to Olave. I'm sorry to interrupt. Olave's only four pounds heavier. He's just longer. So he's 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 taller, but he's not really bigger, and his body frame is extremely thin. Right. And here's the thing I would say too, Greg. Like when you watch Olave and Ohio State, you know, it seemed like he was wide open. Uh, yes. A lot of the time. Like, I mean, I, I whereas Dotson was like, you played Penn State. That was, he was the guy you were trying to stop for two years, and they couldn't stop him. Ohio State had yep. like five guys you're trying to stop, and it seemed like the scheme got him open a lot, whereas Dotson, like, Dotson had to earn it every catch, it felt like. And mentioning Ohio State, they have another receiver, Ross Garrett Wilson, is an receiver I really like as well and the player he reminded me of and Wilson was another guy I've seen two years of footage on is I I thought Garrett Wilson was very much reminiscent to me of Stefan Diggs guys who are not burners per se you know they're not four three eight four four guys but they know how to run routes I mean you could argue Wilson needs a little more refinement but I think Wilson has a very good feel I think he's really good after the catch um I think Garrett Wilson is a really good prospect. I mean, if I if I had to pick, you know, and I know people like this, if I had to pick an order, let's say, uh, or the, my top guys, I'd probably go with Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, and then there's Jamison Williams from Alabama, who is a game changer. 
I mean, this guy is as explosive as they come. And I think there's more to him than just running vertical routes. So, you know, I think those three guys, if I really had to say, um, hey, who are your top three? I think I'd have those three guys more than likely. Is it fair to say that um, Dotson would kind of be next ahead of Drake London and Olave for you based on what you said? For me. And, and I'll give you another receiver who's not quite in that category just because he's not quite – I mean, I think he's going to be a really good pro. I really like John Mechie from Alabama. And I think that John Mechie, uh, when I watched his tape, um, he, he, I'll give you a player he reminded me of, and I think people will, will get this right away. He very much reminded me of Robert Woods. I think Mechie is, is just a really refined, nuanced, detailed route runner. I think he's physically tough. I mean, he's not, you know, 220 pounds. He's not super big. He's probably, I think, I think he's around 195, 198, somewhere around there. But he's, he's a player that I think can be a factor at all three levels. Not a true vertical guy, just like Robert Woods isn't a true vertical guy. But I think that Mitchie is just one of those really solid, refined, polished wide receivers who will thrive in the NFL for fantasy people it'll be a function of where he goes team and scheme as to what his target share is but he has all the traits to be a quality NFL wideout so obviously Jamison Williams had the torn ACL in the national championship game Um, you, you just touched on him briefly Greg I just want clarity is there a guy he reminds you of what kind of player is he um He's a little more than, as I said, just a vertical player. But there's no question that he is a a game changer. And I think there are not many receivers with his flat-out vertical speed and big playability. And that makes him an impact receiver. And you know, Ross, that in this league, what are teams looking for in the pass game? They're looking for explosive plays. He'll be a multiple location receiver in formations. You'll want to get him at times free access off the ball. So you can maximize his speed and explosiveness. Um, The one question you might have is play strength because he's probably going to be 190-ish. You know, will he make tough catches over the middle? I think that he has the competitiveness to do so. Um, You know, I guess the question for people, is he a true number one in that sense, the way you think of number ones making, you know, tough catches on third and nine? Um, And I think that is a little bit of a question. But there's, there's no question about his explosive component. I mean, this guy is a vertical dimension, a big play receiver, and a game changer. All right. I'm going to throw some names at you, Greg, and I'm going to let you pick one more guy, okay? Could be Sky Moore, George Pickens, David <laughs> Bell, Wondell Robinson, Justin Ross, Christian Watson. Is there a guy or two that you got to mention there? Yes. And I'm so glad you mentioned his name because he did not play this year until the last game or two. But I think George Pickens is one of the most intriguing prospects in this draft class because he tore his ACL um, the year before late and he really couldn't play this year. People forgot about him. I would argue that George Pickens is a much better prospect than Drake London. Pickens is going to be close to 6'3". 200 pounds, maybe 205. I really liked his tape. I think he's a really high-level receiving prospect. I mean, he's got length. He's got hands. 
He can make contested catches. He's got speed. Um, I think George Pickens, and again, you know, I don't do the, the mocks, but he would, it would not be surprising to me to hear his name called earlier and before some of the other names being talked about. And maybe to some, that would be a surprise. It would not be to me. It's never a surprise to me, Greg, how stellar you are. Our first time doing this on your cell phone. Uh, You're in a hotel room at the Combine in Indy and still absolutely phenomenal. Check him out on Twitter, at Greg Cosell, so you know what he's up to at the Combine and otherwise. Greg, thank you so much, buddy. Ross, appreciate it, my man. Thanks. You know what else? I appreciate DraftKings, the leading sportsbook app. Because it's here to help you and your friends get in the game with different ways to fund your DraftKings account. Did you know you can fund your DraftKings account with cash now? Yeah. Just sign up in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, select Fund with Cash in the payment section, and get a digital barcode. Then just take your cash and barcode to any one of our thousands of participating stores. Super easy. And while you're there, why not pick up some DraftKings gift cards? Don't know what to get your buddy for his birthday? DraftKings gift card. Want to say thanks to the neighbor who helped you carry a sofa up three flights of stairs? DraftKings gift card. Want to give yourself a Father's Day present? DraftKings gift card. Done and done. Just visit DraftKingsGiftCard.com to find a participating store near you. March is here. Get in the game with these two awesome, fun, and easy account funding options Ducks takes hey ross good morning let's start with the arizona cardinals where they give extensions to general manager steve keim head coach cliff kingsbury but nothing to quarterback kyler murray very interesting timing they, they could have waited a little bit to announce this but it's almost like they were saying to kyler murray and his agent, uh, listen, we're extending the GM. We're sending the head coach. We like what those guys are doing. And they'll be able to make the decision they want to make with the quarterback. I thought it was really interesting. And we talked about this the other day. Just not a big fan of issuing that statement like Kyler Murray's agent did. Nobody, no quarterback has ever gotten a new contract this early. I think the earliest one was like April or May. So it just seemed very, very premature that he would put that out there already. And to, to, to act like it's because they want to win the Super Bowl, because Kyler wants to win a Super Bowl, is just laughable. Studies show that agents making statements from quarterbacks who want more money is not the most uh, conducive thing to lead to a Super Bowl. Ducks takes. The New York Giants made a couple of moves, uh, including cutting running back Devontae Booker and also tight end Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, it's that time of year, Bri. It's, uh, it's salary cap shedding season. So the good news of doing it now is Kyle Rudolph's agent, Devontae Booker's agent, they can, you know, be at the combine and say, all right, you want a veteran tight end? Probably a number two at this stage. Do you want Devontae Booker at a good year? Do you want him? So the Giants have to uh, clear up a bunch of cap space. They know it. And those were two guys that 
were pretty clear to them it'd be a good idea to move on from. Ducks takes. On the other side, though, the Jaguars re-signed versatile lineman Tyler Shatley. So Shatley's like a Ross Tucker type. I don't know how many starts he has. I can look it up, but he's a guy that, you know, has hung around for a bunch of years and starts and is versatile at, I think, all three interior spots. What's he, 30 years old? Wow. He's played a bunch now. Um, He's uh, started 33 games, so clearly more than I did. I think I started 25. Uh, But he's 30, so he's been around longer. How many years? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow. Get a new contract after eight years. All in Jacksonville. So he's going to end up playing 10 years at least probably with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good for him and good for all of you that have uh, taken the call from me to get a beloved family member, birthday, anniversary, any grandparent, anybody in a senior care facility. They make for great obituaries. Anybody in your life, a story from myfrontpagestory.com the business is taken off. I'm very excited. You guys are a big part of it. People are realizing it really is the coolest, most unique gift ever. Myfrontpagestory.com. It's email time, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. So the email address is ross at rosstucker.com. So You want me for a speaking engagement? Boom. You want to advertise on the show? Boom. You take advantage of a sponsor and you want to ask me a question and try to win one of these press passes? Boom. The answer is always ross at rosstucker.com. I'm amazed how many people are like, they don't know my email address. I say it almost every show. I guess I don't. I guess I only say it when we take an email question like we're going to right now. All right, today's question from Frederick Chino, who asks, Hey, Ross, with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes both out of Super Bowl contention, obviously this was uh, several weeks ago, both players were featured on this year's Madden. Most players seem to have trouble in their career after being featured on the Madden cover. Some gamers believe in the Madden curse. Do NFL players ever speak of the Madden curse, or is it just a geek thing? Oh, no. NFL players are aware of it. And they talk about it, but I've never seen it uh, preclude somebody from wanting to be on the cover of Madden. You know, you're you're aware, you're generally aware of it. I got to tell you, Brian, it's a big reason why I said I wouldn't be on it. You know, they wanted me one year and I was like, listen, guys, I appreciate that. I do think I'm the best journeyman backup interior lineman in the league right now. That clearly merits being on the cover of Madden, but I just can't take the chance with the curse. So I had to, I had to decline. Uh, but no, in all sincerity, nobody ever declines because it's such an unbelievable marketing opportunity. And because nobody ever thinks it'll happen to them. And I don't know that the curse affected Brady or Mahomes at all. I mean, it didn't, you know, what happened in those games Neither one of those guys got hurt. Neither one of those guys really played poorly. I guess Mahomes did in the second half, but no. I don't think that's a deal at all. Fair question, though. 
We got some shout outs to give out. First of all, how about Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. So shout outs to all of them. Thank you very much. And then how about today's winners? Let's hear a little Mike Singletary soundtrack. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Yeah, so do we, Mike. We want people like Jim Marlowe. He quote tweeted one of our clips on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL. Actually, that was at Ross Tucker Pod. I think it was a Fezzik clip about MLB that Jim Marlowe quote tweeted. So, Jim, email me, Ross, at RossTucker.com. If you know which press pass you want, let me know. If you got a team, let me know. Same with Paul Curtis. Paul Curtis not only uh, ordered a My Front Page story for his wife, he actually had a testimonial and a picture of his wife who looks amazing. I think she's like eight months pregnant, amazing, with her story, which we love. So, Paul, that was a slam dunk. Love Paul Curtis. And then Dan Weiss is the YouTube winner this week. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You'll get a cameo style shout out, Dan. Just email me, Ross at Ross Tucker.com. Let me know who you'd like the shout out for. Uh, he just, uh, Dan Weiss um, commented on, uh, on, on Sean Grady on the Even Money podcast this week and said he's always down for some Madden. Other than that, I think we'll record the Ross Tucker football podcast Sunday night again. So look for that. College draft won't be until Tuesday. Reminder, I know we're only three times a week. These other shows are awesome. If you haven't given them a shot, why not? Joe Dolan's fantastic on the Fantasy Feast. Emery Hunt is a stud on the college draft. And it's still me. It's still your boy. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 